You are listening to Bravo Breakdown, a VIC radio production. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Bravo Breakdown. I'm Lexi. And I'm Maddie. And this week we have another recap of Summer House. Because Real Housewives is horrible. True. Not Very true. Go down that path. Yeah, we already talked about that like last episode. Yeah. Nothing changed. It's just same old, same old. Jersey. Anyway, we're recapping episode nine of Summer House today, and we'll get right into it. So the episode starts with the fight continuing, and as I predicted, no one laid a hand on each other, no one fought, no fists were thrown. Luke ran away like a little girl once Carl came out. (laughs) Yep. But Amanda said something that I think we both agreed with, is that they're basically screaming at each other to show their dominance and mm-hmm. see who's the more manlier man. It's just stupid guy stuff and testosterone. Yeah. I thought Carl showed a little bit of his old self tonight just because he was drinking a lot. And it was kind of like previous seasons of Carl and how he acted resurfacing, I thought. Yeah, I agree. You can tell because he like immediately regretted everything the next day. Yeah. But what I also pointed out and then. Kyle later noticed it too that Kyle should have been the one to sort of especially with him being close to Carl be like hey maybe take it easy on the drinking or something like that because they were both kind of like playing beer pong and whatever and Kyle recognized that and so I thought that was like very telling and stuff yeah no one was really checking up on Carl which they all recognized the next day that they all should have been watching him a little more carefully not that Carl needs to be babied He's a grown man. He can handle himself. But when someone is trying to be sober and is surrounded by a bunch of people drinking, you kind of have to watch them a little bit more just because temptation is very real. And especially with all of what Carl's going through right now with his brother, his judgment, I would say, is not the best. He's dealing with other stuff, other demons. That drinking is very much just on his mind more. Yeah, so they all kind of leave the house And Luke actually packs his bags and leaves the house and goes to a hotel and doesn't stay the night. And that's the end of Guys and Girls Night. Yeah. It was very quick. So then it's the next day. And what I thought was so funny and just such a guy thing is that Kyle wakes up and has Amanda recount the whole night for him because he doesn't remember a single thing. Like, that's how much this was a drunken stupid fight because Kyle doesn't even remember it the next day we're kind of dealing with the aftermath of the fight everyone's thoughts on it everyone is talking about it I said that all the guys seem to have anger issues (laughs) and when they drink those issues very much come to light a lot more Mm -hmm. Kyle and Carl end up calling Luke they apologize over the phone and they want to have uh, talk in person with Luke and Luke thankfully agrees they all kind of want to squash this whole thing yeah but the key thing of that phone call was Kyle and Carl pick up the phone to call to apologize immediately and Luke didn't say the same initially at least he was like waiting for the apology rather than waiting for the apology but also recognizing what he did wrong in the situation because he like 
raised his voice and was charging at Carl, blah, blah, blah. So, like, he had a play in it, too. And, like, I feel like that's the difference between the three guys. Like, Kyle and Carl woke up with immediate regret and take responsibility, but Luke immediately woke up with no regret, really, initially, and made him out to be, like, the victim, almost. Yeah. In the entire situation. Yeah, it was more, like, Carl and Kyle were thinking of Luke and how they hurt him, and then Luke woke up thinking how they hurt him instead of how he hurt them. Anyway, then we go into a little side story of Lindsay. So Lindsay's late on her period, and she ends up taking a pregnancy test. She's not pregnant. We could have told you that, but it kind of goes into that she's she during that time was contemplating like her relationship with Stravi because obviously it was Stravi's if she was pregnant Mm -hmm. and what she would do if she was pregnant like would she rekindle things would she try to have like a family with him or not but then Lindsay actually gets flowers from Steven and apparently he's been sending flowers like every day even after they broke up yeah and he's still trying I mean prediction she's going to take him back because this just shows that he cares he still wants her back he loves her he just made a stupid mistake and messed up as yeah all people do yeah I agree I think they'll get back together but then I think there'll be another big blow up once the summer ends and they won't be back together Hmm, interesting because I think like summer everything's like happy it's nice out sunny good weather and then like reality will hit with going back to work in the city yeah yeah then luke comes back to the house and has a in-person talk with kyle down all the way at the end of the driveway so no one can listen yeah and i thought that the conversation was very mature luke said he came to listen to kyle and to not talk and he just wants to hear kyle's side which i thought was very mature and kyle said he felt like he has to fight other people's battles like he has to fight Hannah and Sierra's battles and that's why he blew up yeah which Kyle has had like a history of that of inserting himself and fighting other people's battles which like can be a positive and a negative I think he does it just because he feels the need to protect other people Mm -hmm. I feel like in this case it was valid yeah I think it was valid too especially when like it's a guy versus girl fight. Unfortunately, I wish girls were more respected in this situation, but I feel like it, the girl side doesn't get across unless another guy talks to the other guy just because of how society is and how... Yeah, if it's like a guy-girl problem, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Like, if it's a guy-girl yeah. problem. Unfortunately, that's the reality that we live in, that... We need another guy to stick up for us but not always there's some girls but yeah I know what you mean though it often feels like guys don't understand unless another guy explains it to him and you're like I literally said the exact same thing but whatever wait yeah yeah, yeah. that's actually true <laughs> it's it's kind of annoying but yeah anyway Kyle and Luke apologize to each other and Luke actually recognizes his own faults and he says I should have walked away I should not have instigated I should not have come back into the house like it was wrong of me 
Mm-hmm. And I thought it was good that he acknowledged what he did wrong, at least in the fight. He still doesn't acknowledge the wrongs that he did to Hannah and Sierra, but it's a step that he did acknowledge something that he did wrong that night. Yeah. And then that conversation is kind of like short and done. And then they go, Luke comes back. Luke wants to talk to Carl, obviously. And so they just sit on like a back porch or whatever. That conversation was just like extremely genuine. You can tell like Carl feels extremely bad about everything. I think he just knows because of the sobriety, personal sides of of what he's going through and how that kind of came into like this whole argument and his sobriety was in a way not ruined, but just off course a little bit. They like talked about how Carl can relate to Luke and how Luke reminds Carl of his old self. And they actually have a lot in common with addiction in their families, so to speak, family trauma that they can relate. Honestly, it's, I feel like it's the most open I've seen Luke in a while. Yeah. Or ever. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Carl was just saying that he wants Luke to grow and he was just trying to help. Obviously, drinking made that delivery very wrong. But I agree. I think Luke and Carl are very similar in how they act and like the issues that they deal with inside, the problems that they have, like controlling their anger. So I think since Carl is growing, he sees a lot of his old self in Luke and he just wants to help. He just wants Luke to be where Carl is now. Carl said he views Luke as a brother. He said in the confessional that he fought with his brother a lot. So fighting with Luke was just a way to have that brotherly feeling again and just to feel something that part like I literally almost teared up Carl said I would do anything to just fight with my brother one more time Luke even looked at him and was like oh man you got me there exactly what Lexi was saying Carl was just grabbing for anything of having like a brotherly relationship and Luke was the closest to that because there was some friction there and so like that argument was in the way of having that last fight almost with his brother I guess yeah so to speak yeah last thing about the conversation Carl expresses to Luke I was scared of how you reacted that was terrifying and I agree Luke the way he reacted was also kind of scary you saw like red in his eyes yeah obviously Luke took that to heart and Luke was like, I never want to scare anyone. That's never my intention. And you saw like a switch in Luke's eyes when Carl said that. He was like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? Yeah. What am I actually hurting by acting yep. this way? Yeah. And they, because now it's Sunday. And so they, he brings that up in the Sunday dinner because that switch he talks about of what? Where it stems from. Yeah, where it stems from. So So after that, basically, the girls are getting this dinner. It's Sunday. It's like Sunday dinner, I guess you can call it. Getting the dinner all together. They all sit down. It's awkward, but it's like a, oh, I feel bad. It's awkward kind of vibe for Luke when he sits down with everyone at the table. And I think Paige says, hey, Luke, are you okay? Like, you look like you're about to cry or something. And immediately Luke apologizes for yesterday, but also he apologize to Hannah and Sierra specifically too for um, crossing boundaries and like pushing them a little bit it's very emotional and vulnerable state and that pinpoint that hit him with the with this conversation with Carl he was talking about like family trauma 
and how in his family like yelling is the normal but he doesn't and never wants to be like that so when he is like that he like really doesn't like himself and it makes him feel awful obviously yeah I thought what was great about Luke opening up at dinner is because we've never seen that before and he finally acknowledged everything he acknowledged all his faults and he was expressing he was like I want to change I want to be better he says his parents have been yelling nasty things at each other for the past 36 years of his life and that I can't even imagine the trauma that comes with growing up in a place like that for so long and you can see it in the way he acts like it has clearly affected him yeah and his personality and the way he treats people and everything and it's good that he sees that that is not normal and that he wants to be if, different yeah if he wants to be different he needs to change that and change his perspective and I we both said this while watching it but like that was probably the most genuine we've ever seen everyone in the house be like that yeah. in the past five seasons that has to be the most genuine conversation apology that across group, the whole table yeah. yeah across this whole table like within this whole group yeah it was really good and I thought it was very nice that Amanda kept on saying to him in front of the table but also privately after dinner that she appreciated how vulnerable he was and it was just even touched her. And so I thought that was very nice of her, especially since her and Luke haven't had like the best pass. Obviously they're over that. Even the way everyone reacted to him, it was very genuine. Like, thank you for opening up to us. Thank you for showing us why you act the way that you act, because now yeah. we all understand and now we can try and help you to be better. And like they left dinner on a clean slate and I actually think everyone is on a clean slate. Like usually after a fight and apology, it still lingers. And then usually somebody brings up that issue again later and yeah. they're still not over it. I feel like everyone is actually on a clean slate. Yeah, and I agree. never going to bring this up again and just like move on together. And I, yeah. And I think it's also because like Luke finally opened up about something which yeah. I feel like he hasn't really, or if he did, it wasn't deep, I guess. And so since he did, I think everyone found like a new respect or a new level of respect for Luke. Yeah, I don't think Luke has ever opened up on the show because when I think of Luke in season four, the only thing that I learned about him was that he was from Minnesota and he played hockey. Yeah. yeah. Like, Minnesota. I think this, Minnesota. <laughs> I think this is the first time that we actually saw who Luke was. Yeah. Besides hockey, chopping wood, and playing his guitar, and being yeah. from Minnesota. Exactly. That conversation ends, and it's a very nice, peaceful night. Everyone is happy and getting along with each other, finally. It's the next day, and the group goes out to eat again. And they like actually go out to eat at a restaurant. And in COVID times, they're all saying like how weird it is. And there's there's no one around. Like it's a private room and obviously everything's yeah, done very safely. Yeah, yeah, they're outside too. Yeah, it is strange seeing people at restaurants. Yeah. But anyway, Hannah says that Des is coming to the house, which yeah, everyone seems very excited for. But Paige said something 
in the confessional that I was very like, ooh, tea. Because Paige was like, no one knows the true timeline of Hannah and Dez except me. And Hannah right now, by bringing him, is playing with fire. I was like, oh, oh. Because I think sh- if I'm predicting correctly, Hannah probably talked, started to talk to Dez when she was kind of in some sort of relationship playing with Luke. If that's the case, it will come across hypocritical because Hannah made a huge deal about how Luke was playing with her emotions. In the sense, Hannah was doing the same, but Luke and no one else besides Paige, I guess, knew about Dez. Yeah. I could be wrong. but No, I, I, I don't think you are. Well, I think we're going to find out just based off the oh, teaser. I feel like yeah. people start piecing it together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that teaser is funny. Yeah. Danielle also says that her boyfriend, Robert, is coming to the house. I'm very excited because yes, all the scenes are. that they show together, Danielle's just seems so happy and smitten and like they seem like a normal and, couple. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like so herself too. Yeah. And like she has been saying the past few seasons that her job is a huge commitment and she could never see herself settling down with a serious relationship. But this summer, she honestly was like, you know what? I need to make time for myself and like chose that. And I thought that's like really cool. Yeah. And while we're at dinner, they cut to a scene of Stravi at the house setting up a little surprise for Lindsay, which... We'll get to at the end, but it's so cute. (laughs) I gasped when I saw that. And Maddie was like, are you surprised? I was like, yeah. And she goes, I'm not. I was like, all right. I don't know. I feel like if he didn't send flowers or as many flowers, I I should say, then I'd be like, oh my God, holy crap. And it's still cute and stuff. It was a huge gesture. I'm just like giddy romantic. I'm like, oh my God, she's going to the house. It's so cute. Like this me. But, (laughs) but also at dinner, Kyle renews his engagement to Amanda because that day happened to be two years since he first proposed. And obviously Mm -hmm. they didn't think they would have an engagement anniversary, but because of COVID, they've had to push things back. So he reproposes to Amanda and asks her to marry him again. And it was so cute. Kyle was crying a little bit. They were both crying. Yeah. It was so cute. It's just adorable. And I love them. Yeah. Yeah. I used to, it's funny because I used to not like them together. Well, they used to be super toxic. Yeah. But you know how like quarantines can either sink or sail. swim a relationship? <laughs> sink or sail. I, I mean that's a good boat. that's a good analogy. Sink or swim. But yeah, I think it's sink or swim. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, clearly, Lindsay and Stravi, it sank their relationship. But then I feel like Kyle and Amanda, their relationship floated and swam. And they're they're doing like blossomed. Yeah. They're doing better than I think they ever. They even said that they're the happiest they've ever been together. Maybe it's because they have like a multi million dollar company. company. That they don't need to worry about anything else besides their relationship. This show is literally free advertisement for Loverboy. Because yeah, they just that's show, all like... They all drink. Yeah, that's all they drink. That's all Kyle is, like, working on the phone with, obviously, because it's his company. But, like, yeah. they show the brand. They take pictures with it for 
marketing that they do in real life, but it's the show is free marketing for Loverboy, which is a gold mine. I don't think Kyle or Amanda should ever leave this show if they want Loverboy to continue. <laughs> I mean, not only that, even if they did, their Instagrams, Amanda has a huge following. They just post on that. Yeah, that's like the end of dinner. Nothing yeah. really happened. It was a normal dinner. Shocking. Yeah, especially after like the previous dinner. It was just nice not to have an emotional dinner. (laughs) Or like yelling. Yelling, fighting, crying, anything. (laughs) Yeah. No one's saying I'm sorry for anything. Like it's just a normal we're sitting down and eating dinner. (laughs) Yeah. But they go back to the house and Stravi's outside and he, (laughs) like in a romantic comedy, like starts playing music out of a boombox or speaker. Yeah. The choice of song was weird, but I tried to think about it, and I think they can only choose from so many with being on a show. What what song was it? I don't even know, but I just didn't like it. (laughs) I thought it should have been, like, way slower. I don't know. Lindsay and Kyle are in someone's room. I don't know what room they're in. Carl's, maybe, he has a balcony. I don't know. Oh, maybe the kitchen. I don't know. But they like hear music outside. And Lindsay goes out and sees Stop Stavi. <laughs> Stravi standing there holding flowers, standing next to like written in these like fake candles in the grass. I love you. Yeah. Surprise. And then the movie. The movie. <laughs> the show. The episode ends. Yeah. Yeah, the episode. But, like, Lindsay, like, had her her hands over her mouth. Yeah, she and, was very shocked. But to me, she didn't look that shocked. Usually if a girl, like, gets that, like, you're, like, jumping up and down, crying, oh, my God, but she was just, oh, my God. Like, I don't know. I feel like Lindsay's going to be like, no, this was expected. This was what you were supposed to do after we broke up is try to find yeah. me to get back. Actually, like, that's Lindsay. <laughs> she's going to be like, yeah, you should have done this, like, two weeks ago. Yeah. She doesn't get back with him because of that. That'd be so funny. I wouldn't be shocked. So yeah, the episode basically ends there. It was not too action-filled. Yeah, it was an okay episode for, like, drama and stuff like that. I think it was a good episode for growth. Yeah. Like, it was a great episode for that. But I don't really have any takeaways. The one thing that I thought was good... Going back to that Sunday dinner when Luke was like crying and apologizing and being vulnerable. Yeah. Um, Sierra and Hannah both accepted it, but I thought it was like, this is a good takeaway that in her confessional, obviously she said, Oh, I appreciate your apology at the table, but in her confessional, she was like, I will accept his apology, but I won't forget like how manipulative he can be. And like, obviously his family trauma that's so valid and stuff but she's like I won't forget that and like I'm not just gonna like clean off the slate entirely which everyone should do too yeah he has to show you that he wants to change and is trying to change not just say it and then everything be okay no you have to actually show it yeah we'll be on the lookout for that yes Luke is attempting to change yeah hopefully he does I have hope that he does. But my predictions is obviously people are going to realize the true timeline to Des and Hannah's relationship and all the tea that comes with that. Yeah, that will get spicy. Yeah. 
I between think, Des and Luke. Yeah. But I think Luke gets like low key jealous about them being together. Yeah. Just from the teaser, he seems a little salty. Yeah, back to his old ways, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> and then Lindsay and Stravi get back together. Yeah. Stravi stays because he brought a bag. Yeah. Also, the bold of him to assume that Lindsay's just going to take him back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's basically it. I have the same predictions, too. Yeah, it will, it will get interesting once Des arrives. Yes. He's significantly, not significantly, he's older than. All right. Now we're going to look that up right now. What's his name? I think his name is Des Bishop. Yeah. He's 45 years old. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. She's, she's 29. 29. 16 years. That's not that. Maddie, he was able to drive when she was born. Yeah, but I feel like to this day and age, it's not, that's not, it would be weirder if she was like 24, but since she's almost 30, there's so many celebrities, I feel like, like, what's the gap between Blake Lively and, yeah, oh, um, 10 years. I don't think it's that big. It's 10 years between them. Blake Leslie's 33. Ryan Reynolds is 44. Oh, really? I thought they were closer in age. No. I, I feel like it's not weird for this day and age, but it will be weird for the household. Hold on. Ryan Reynolds was married to Scarlett Johansson? I knew they were together. I didn't know they were married. From 2008 to 2011. When did this happen? the probably because they were in a bunch of movies and stuff how old's Scarlett Johansson I had no idea Scarlett Johansson's 36 Colin Jost is 38 okay wow crazy you learn something new every day she was married to someone else too yeah I knew that Roman, Romain, something. Yeah. Anyway, that's all we have for you today. Thanks for listening to another episode of Bravo Breakdown. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at bravo.breakdown and reach out to us, DM us, let us know what you think of the podcast, what you want to see more from us. We'd love to hear from you. Yes. And yeah, I'm Lexi. And I'm Maddie, and this is Bravo Breakdown. Thank you.